Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show, coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska, where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. What's good, Alaska? This is Scott Levesque, and you're listening to the Daily Dose of the Must Read Alaska podcast. I want to welcome everybody. It is a bit snowy. It's got overcast here in Anchorage, but man, it is beautiful outside. I love it when I can see whites, and uh, it is it is really gorgeous outside. I want to welcome everybody. Thank you for joining with us today on this Wednesday. We're excited to have you. We've got a special guest here today. But before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. Guys, you did it. We have over 200 reviews on the apple podcast app and we are growing steadily it, it is a tremendous help we've gone over this 100 times it helps us with search engine optimization people finding the topics that we're discussing and it's because of our listeners uh and of course our readers and supporters that you make must read alaska special and of course what really makes it special is the true faithful and fearless leader that i have with me today and that's suzanne downing suzanne how's it going Oh, it's going great. And from my office today here in Anchorage, you can see Mount Denali. There's a there's a layer of clouds sort of right above it and sort of right below it. But it's absolutely got that Alpen glow look. And it's getting to be the time of year that I really love here in Anchorage and in Alaska. And I want to mention that on um, on Sunday, the, the sun is going we're going to hit the five o'clock point where the sun will set at five oh three on Sunday. So we are you know, spring is on the way. So we got plenty of winter left, but it's going to be bright. It's going to be a lot of sunlight. And, and the today the mountains telling me that. And I, I just, I, I want to make one other mention. <laughs> I, I'm a little late to the podcast today, Scott, because I'm watching the house floor session. And that Louise Stutes, who's the speaker of the house, she bangs her gavel so dang hard. And she's been doing it for a whole year now. And <laughs> that, the gavel finally wore out today. She broke it. So I'll get that, um, that footage up on on uh, Mustard Alaska's Facebook page today, if everybody wants to check that out. You know what? I might pull that and try to make a meme or at least a GIF out of that. That is incredible. Yeah. So it's fun. it's finally met its match today, yep. huh? Yep. Yep. She's she's uh, she pounds that gavel so dang hard. It's just, it makes your your feelings fall out. Well, hey, you know what? As long as it's getting use and we're in session, I can handle that. I mean, at least <laughs> I'm hoping we're going to do something this time around. But. Well, that, that's a great bit of information. And if you want to find that out, I'm sure it'll be on Facebook, but also on our YouTube channel. And that's oh, youtube.com slash mustreadalaska. I recommend you subscribe and hit that notification bell because we've got some excellent content up on there. But you know what, Suzanne? I'm really excited today because we have Randy Salt, who's a candidate for District 6, the Anchorage Assembly. And he's a conservative candidate in District 6. And I'm really excited. Randy, thanks for joining with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be on with you both, and uh, what an honor. Thank you. No problem. I, I appreciate the time, and uh, really, Randy, I think one of the first things I want to start out with is, can you give us just a, a little snippet of uh, you know, who you are, where you're coming from, and sort of a brief snippet as to why the son Randy is in the race? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I've given this many times. I, I am an average Joe. I am like you and everyone else to, out there. Um, I raised four kids in Anchorage, uh, two are in the military. Um, 
one I'm very proud of is an A-10 pilot over in Osan at the moment. Um, so I really care about them and their future. Uh, my wife runs a small business here in Anchorage and I uh, worked oil and gas the entire time I've been here. Um, since 2004, I've been coming up here since 1990, Weiss family here since 73. Hilltop board uh, worked with Rilkeshula as their president of the Rilkeshula Incorporated when they built the new building. Um, so you can kind of see, I, I, I grew up in Florida, but I have deep roots now in Alaska. And I really care about our city of Anchorage. Um, when I came up in 1990, absolutely spectacular downtown, Saturday market, flowering baskets, felt safe, music, reindeer vendors, everything. And I dare say you go downtown now, it is not that picture. I mean, we see people defecating on sidewalks, having, having quite frankly, sex in bus benches. Um, I see our taxes going up. And hey, I don't mind paying taxes. But what I want to see is the value of my money being put to work. And I don't see that in Anchorage. So I, uh, my nature, I cannot sit on the sidelines and complain unless I'm willing to do something about it. And if I want others to join me in this fight, then I have to lead by example. And it's really, it's, it's those two things. And then, of course, there's this guy named Dave Bronson that I helped with his campaign that just totally motivated me. <laughs> and he needs our help. Yeah, no, that's that is great. First of all, I want to thank you for raising kids that are serving our country. That's incredible. I uh, really do appreciate that. And and I think it's important for people to know you've been in Anchorage and you've seen the city flourish. Obviously, you've been here a long time, raised four kids here. Uh, you have a very conservative outlook. And I think that's important for people to know you are a conservative here. But when people ask all the time, Randy, I get this question. Why do we need what's about the good old days? What is, you know, that seems so regressive, not progressive. Well, the problem is, is they don't see that it was the good old days. It, flourishing is not a regressive issue. Flourishing is progression for sure. So I appreciate you sharing that. Randy, you helped out with Dave Bronson, and I'm assuming this whole time that oil and gas, your wife's a small business owner, you have a very conservative outlook in your policies and what you're fighting for. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. As a business okay. person, I fiscal conservative kind of goes hand in hand almost. Well, that's that is nice to hear for sure. And I think our listeners would love to hear that. Um, you know, so one of the things so I, let me, oh, so, so, so let me break in here for a second. So you're the conservative in the race then. OK, and we've got a, an incumbent in that race, John Weddleton. And uh, without any uh, uh, I don't want to to say anything bad about John Weddleton because he seems like a real nice guy and, and that's kind of his persona. He's a nice guy, but he's also a real shapeshifter and that you're running against because I've been observing him for the, the past few years and he's kind of whatever you want him to be. And so when, it, when uh, uh, elections aren't on the table, he votes absolutely with the hardcore leftists on the assembly on every tax issue on every um, and every matter that they they choose, he's with them. And then when it, it starts looking like an election year for him, he all of a sudden starts sort of voting. If it doesn't matter, he'll vote with the conservatives. And of course, there's only two on the assembly now. So so um, you're running against a guy who is pretending to be to his district, pretending to be a conservative, or at least he, he puts himself out there as a guy who could kind of get along with everybody. Uh, what's your strategy about beating a guy who's essentially a shapeshifter? Yeah, you know, I was on a community council the other night and he said he was nonpartisan. And 
took pride in being nonpartisan. But I, you know, we've done our research. We we see his voting record, like you said. We also see his donation pattern. So he's donated to Beggett. He's donated to the Democratic Party. I haven't seen any donations from him to a conservative or a Republican Party. So he's clearly, in my mind, uh, on the side of the Democrats. What to me, it's it's really simple. I mean, John's a nice guy. I'd love to go have a beer with him. Um, but at the end of the day, and I'm going to use the Reagan quote, are you better off today than you were six years ago? And in my opinion, and I believe the opinion of a lot of business owners and residents that have seen the changes over the past several years, we are not in a better place. We are going the wrong direction. Yeah, and it's under, under, certainly under his watch. And that's a really interesting. I had no idea that this guy was uh, donating just exclusively to Democrats and not to Republicans, because that that pretty much between that and his voting record, he is just a Democrat in um, in sheep's clothing. So that, you know, that's that's something that your your district, that's not a fit for your district because your district voted very heavily in favor of Dave Bronson for uh, for mayor. And by the way, I did not know that you worked on the uh, Bronson campaign, but good for you. And and that certainly reflects well in your district because he, he won very handily in your district. Yeah, he won by 2,200 votes or roughly 9%. And the uh, the hillside is a conservative area. And, and by the way, my district goes Diamond, Abbott, all the way south of Portage. It's largely a conservative area. And that's where you're going to see some of the um, the redrawing of the maps is try to dilute uh, District 6. Well, that'll be well, fun. Well, I guess we could say that, yes, John does have a bit of a <laughs> shape-shifting spirit. But there are many on the assembly that actually don't. They're very clear, very poignant, and very forthright with where they stand on a lot of social issues. And and Randy, I'm really interested here because one of the things that I'm I'm seeing right now, speaking of the fact that you worked on the Bronson campaign and that he won, he was elected by the people. And of course, you talked about the nine percent win point percentage uh, over on the hillside in your area, in particular in District Six, is the fact that the assembly, and particularly eight, if not nine of them, are actively working against. Dave Bronson and the sort of, um, I guess, governing the city that he's trying to do. And and before I ask you this question, I mean, Suzanne did a great job of pulling this out, which is Christopher Constant has made it. He has written it down that he is actively, and I'm assuming others within that that kind of far left nine are are a part of this bandwagon is going to actively work against the mayor and the city manager to try to push against anything they're trying to do. And we've seen this in appointments when they're trying to get people into commissions. We've seen this uh, across the board. And so one of the questions I have for you is, how are you going to come in there and work with an assembly currently that seems very adversarial to this current administration, in particular knowing that they probably know you worked with Bronson? So how are you going to enter into that kind of environment? So I, I agree 100% with what you're saying. and. You know, in the in the business world that I'm used to, if you had that kind of opposition, you'd end up getting fired. You know, I, I would look at someone like Bronson that is not a politician, is new to the role, and I wouldn't think of how I can sink them, but how I can help them. I would take my years of experience on the assembly, reach out to them, say, hey, we're all here to help the citizens of Anchorage, which is what you've seen. They're working against Bronson, but they're also working against, or I should say not for, the citizens of Anchorage. So. Um, First of all, the easiest way to do this would be for us to win up to four seats in the assembly. 
we break the veto power and we have enough seats where they're going to they're going to have to start negotiating with this but i would take you got to focus on the root issues we've got to focus on the crime on the homelessness and keep drawing everyone back to that um you know last assembly they're debating for about two hours the qualifications of the treadwell um and lauren lehman for to be on the election committee uh which is astounding to gentlemen that have run state elections right yeah. Meanwhile, I get a phone call about the Sully, the Sullivan, and how they had seven ODs they had to use Narcan with last the prior week, and how a resident had brought a pistol in and pistol whipped another resident, how the drugs are rampant, and wow. where's the oversight? Then here we're yeah. squabbling over things that don't matter. Right. Yeah. No, I think you make a great point, Randy. Not only that, but We've talked about this numerous times on the podcast, this kind of homeless industrial complex that was that was put forth as a plan uh, using CARES Act money that, you know, could have gone to supplicating some of these issues right now, property tax and so forth. So it, it really does. And it's unfortunate that we see such an adversarial assembly, a majority that are working against Mayor Bronson and trying to put forth not just legislation that's going to help uh, Anchorage or, or the municipality as a whole, but also the fact that it seems to go counter to what their constituents are asking. And you see that in, for example, in 2020, when that summer, I mean, we covered, I don't, I think I lived at the Lusack library uh, at one point, but, but the bottom line is, is that I think people are really hungry to see actual um, legislation and things that benefit the community come into play, not just Hey, I'm going to try to tit for tat you and try to make you look dumb and stupid. The, the, the cat fighting, really, more than anything else. Suzanne, did you want to kind of chime in here, ask a question? I really uh, was interested to hear what uh, Randy Salt has to say about uh, property taxes, because what I hear from uh, people and readers is that they are shocked. I mean, they really have sticker shock this year. Uh, Randy, you know, every year, uh, you know, every couple of years, people get their new property tax uh, appraisal assessments and. And they typically go up, but this time I'm hearing things going up as much as 19. Uh, percent. What's what are your what is your opinion about this, and and what's the role of the assembly in being able to push down some of these property taxes? Yeah, well, have no fear. Your green cards, you know, come with that free pass to the municipal dump, so that makes it all worthwhile, right? right. Just just kidding. You know, <laughs> you get to, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard this spun uh, different ways. That hey, everyone went up the same amount, the tax cap didn't change, therefore your actual tax you pay shouldn't change. But what it does is now all the assembly has to do is change the tax cap, and they've already got the assessments there, so it's it's basically credit that's they're waiting to dive into. And I've been taught, you know, before, just like your own personal finances, if I can't afford it, I don't get it. So you really got to separate the needs and wants, and you've got to look at what I absolutely need and how can I do it the most efficiently and get the biggest bang for my buck. And then, you know, if I'm out of money, I'm out of money. And if I absolutely have to, at that point, then I'll go, you know, try to look at other ways to gain revenue. But I think, Quite frankly, the waste around the city, I think there's money in, in the budget already that we can use to help improve the city. Well, that's uh, really interesting because, of course, as we all both know, Randy, when April comes up, we have another bond issue. And this time, I believe it's $111 million to build and quite a bit of it's to build schools that we, we actually build and repair schools. We do need to repair schools, but we may need to actually close schools. Um, uh, unfortunately, the 
citizens of Anchorage, they've hardly ever turned down one of these, these bond packages. They did a couple of years ago, and that was very heartening because I, I know everybody I talked to says they voted, they vote no on the bonds. That shows you that I'm kind of talking to people who are conservative. But these bond <laughs> issues pass and they do have a real impact. So it's just another 40, it's another hundred dollars uh, uh, on your on your property tax, but it adds up year after year. And um, so what we've got now, of course, is another another chance to raise our taxes in April. Yeah, and people got to really look at that. Um, again, are, are they nice to have or do we absolutely have to do it? They're, I mean, I've seen some of the bond proposals and they're neat. Yeah, I'm for them. I'd love to extend some of the Tony Knowles Coastal Trail. Can I afford it right now? No, I can't. So I got to treat it like my own budget and, and vote no. So well, I think, on, that, on that Tony Mills Coastal Trail, you know, that is the kind of thing that actually can wait and actually probably could be paid for in other ways. I mean, we could probably, if we were creative, we could do it in other ways. But unfortunately, it's kind of brought to us by the unions because they see this as a sort of their their chance to um, to bring in some of their money there. And it's going to be very hard this year to build things because uh, there's going to be such competition for workers we're not going to be able to find the workers we need. The state's going to be competing for workers to build roads for this infrastructure stuff. Um, you know, finding people to actually get up on the roofs and hot tar the school roofs and so forth. It's going to be a really tough year to actually find workers in Alaska. Just wanted to get that on the record there. Yeah, and that and that'll come with the cost. That'll come with the premium. So if we oh, yeah. maybe delay a few years, we could do the same projects for much less. There you go. Randy, I got a kind of same line just a little bit of a deviation here and that's the idea of our elections um obviously in april we're going to have the assembly elections and you're on the ballot obviously in district six as the conservative candidate out there but there's this idea right now and I, i'm hearing a lot about this and we've written quite a bit and done some videos with election integrity more specifically uh with barbara jones who's the municipal clerk who is in charge and over elections within the municipality and recently, there's been some interesting conversation uh, with her and about her. She proposed some pretty significant changes to the charter in Title 28, which gives her a lot more power and a lot more authority to, frankly, uh, remove any sort of transparency or accountability to the election process. And I know you uh, off, you know, we weren't actually talking and recording right now. You had expressed some serious concern about that. But before we get into that accountability piece, kind of talk to us how you felt when uh, Mayor Bronson brought forth um, the idea of of making that position an electable position every three years, and the assembly essentially just discarded it to some random August date to have an open public discussion about it. I mean, in your eyes, what did that really signal to you? It signaled to me that they're a big fan of Barbara Jones, and what I've seen is other um, items that have come before the assembly that they weren't ready to address, they pushed back a month or two. Yeah. And this is this is how it's kind of sneaky in a way, or maybe devious, is, hey, August 25th, no big deal, they're gonna get to it. But what that does is it effectively gets it out of this election, most likely, most likely gets it out of the November election. So you won't see this until a year from now. And, and I think it's a good idea. You know, positions like this to have so much power really should have more oversight. We vote for judges, we vote for assembly, we vote for mayor, why not add the election clerk in there, or at least put it to a vote for the citizens to decide. 
Well, Randy, I think another issue that me and Suzanne have talked about numerous times on this podcast is there, there's a lot of conflict of interest. And we saw a lot of this play out in the mayoral election uh, in 2021. So you have Barbara Jones, who works at the behest of the assembly. She works for them. Her, her job is uh, essentially in line with how they feel about her performance and how they feel about how she's doing. Um, we saw a assembly member, Forrest Dunbar, running for mayor along with her Dave Bronson. Her, her boss. boss. Yep. And what we saw is some really interesting and perhaps optically very uncomfortable situations happen. One of those we talk about, my favorite guy, Christopher Constant, coming to the election central and delivering a bouquet. We always joke it's a hundred, maybe $150 bouquet of flowers to Barbara Jones while on the assembly, while working for the Forrest Dunbar campaign. Uh, in my mind, and, that's wildly yeah. inappropriate. And while she's counting ballots, that while she's Dunbar, counting ballots, she's, she's counting, counting ballots in Forrest Dunbar is one of those ballots. It was absolutely outrageous. And, yeah. and then, of course, go ahead, Randy. Yeah, huge conflict of interest. And and quite frankly, frankly, that that position, Barbara Jones. I mean, you're under a magnifying glass, right? Yeah. She needs to take the high road in every instance, and this is an instance where they didn't. Well, and then you have other really interesting things. It could be completely unrelated, but the fire alarm goes off. So everybody has to evacuate. I mean, when you think of movies, I I think of that as a movie scene. Like it walks in the guy that probably shouldn't be delivering flowers, delivering flowers. And then shortly thereafter, the fire alarm gets set off and now everybody's going to exit. And it's just like, man, who's who's writing this movie script? This is awesome. This is a great conspiracy theory movie. But then you go a step further. OK, you go a step further and you look at the uh, the situations that have happened. We had B. Hansen on and just the fact that I'm not sure if you under if you know the full scope of this, Randy. I know you worked with the Bronson campaign, but the idea that people were sent home and people uh, were still working at counting or receiving ballots after observers were sent home, after counters were sent home. All this is to my point is it leaves in the minds of the citizens of the municipality, it leaves doubt as to the transparency, accountability, and responsibility of the election process here in Anchorage. And it it, it, it should not. And so a long-winded way to ask you, you know, it really feels like Barbara Jones is bucking and spitting the bit out when it comes to uh, people trying to implement transparency to help her and her team. And we had B. Hanson on, like I said, and she has done some fantastic like above and beyond education for herself, going down to Colorado and and meeting with a particular county that had been doing this kind of mail-in voting and and the election process for 10 years. And and what I got from that conversation, Randy, was this. Transparency is your friend when it comes to elections. That's what I got. So the more transparency, the better. They keep their cameras on 30 days before they start counting, and they keep their cameras on 60 days after they're done counting. The t- changes in Title 28, Randy, I'm sure you know this. This is this is what bothers me. You can tell I'm a little fired up here. Oh, you're so the fired changes up. It's in, hilarious. Oh, my gosh. The changes <laughs> in Title 28 allow Barbara Jones to shut the camera off at any point. What? Yeah, what? Crazy. It's crazy. So you there know, is a question in there, Randy. And the question is, is, you know, what do you think about this and what should we do? Yeah, you know, I work, I work in an industry where... Um, we do inspections. So quality and auditing uh, integrity are part of our business. And we're an open book. 
you want to come in and take a look, come in and take a look because we yeah. have nothing to hide and, and to bring integrity back to our elections. That's how it has to be. It has to be an open book. You have to be willing and accept that you are going to be surveilled 24 seven and you've want to, you've got to accept it. You've got to welcome it, bring it in and, and get people to the point where they're bored to come down and watch because you're doing such a good transparent job of counting ballots. Mm-hmm. So Randy Salt, it's S-U-L-T-E, right? Yes. Pass the salt. And it's past the salt. Salt it's salt for a salt for anchorage.com is your website. Correct. correct. And I just went on there and I and I have to compliment you on this website. It is a really nice website. You've got a you've got probably what I think is one of the best logos of any candidate out there. It's a it's a like a compass. It's got a beautiful little piper. Uh, is yep. that a piper in it? It is a piper, in the, yeah. Little in the in the middle of the of the, um, of the compass, and then you've got the north uh, designated, like true north, which I just think that is one of the best campaign logos so, I've ever seen. So funny, we were going trying to figure out a a, a, a symbol, an emblem, a logo, and I was a Boy Scout, Eagle Scout, all that, and, and a lot of our flags had a lot of symbolism in them. Yeah. So I created that. And oh, so did the, you? The compass is exactly what it's for. It's direction. It's true it north. Is, it's it's true path. North. And yeah. the plane, the plane, what kept the plane symbolizes to me is weight and balance, which is any oh. pilot knows weight and balance. And that's what the assembly needs is some balance right now because they are really right. out of kilter. And then you've got um, a, a picture of yourself in front of what I presume is your plane. And, and it looks like you've blocked out the, the end number on it. So I can't look it up. Yeah, I fly a little <laughs> PA, a little PA-12 uh, yeah, over and, at Lake Hood and, and love it. And it looks like a really nice uh, little stole kind of thing. You you, you go out, out and you you hang out up the Nick arm and you, you go out in places. Oh, I, I wish. I, the plane is much more capable than I am. It looks like it's got some bouncy wheels. But yeah, yeah. The fun part of it, I wheels, float, skis. The fun part of it is, is uh, I actually haven't been able to fly much lately because of this and and um, oh, the weather. Sorry. But yeah. my wife flies. My wife's been taking. Oh. My, my wife's been taking out my other woman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, it's a really great website. I encourage everybody to go to S U L T E for Anchorage. S U L T E F O R Anchorage dot com. And I just went on there and I actually made a donation. It was very easy. It was a super, super slick little um, donation system. It took me no time at all. In fact, we were talking, I was just saying, yeah, I think I'll go don- donate to this guy. And um, some great pictures of you, your family. So you got your your um, daughters, both both of them look like they're the, in the military. Yep. Is that, is that right? And, they are, um, absolutely. And some some really great pictures that show what a, a fabulous outdoorsman you are. Obviously that you, you were raised right. And you've got some endorsements on there, so um, I encourage everybody to check it out. You've got look, look at Dave Stearns endorsing you, Dan Smith, who is a senior contributor here at Must Read Alaska. He's one of our <laughs> best writers, and uh, Suzanne Hickel is on there uh, endorsing you. You probably have other people you can put on. Yep, there we're slowly rolling them out. We we've got a whole bunch lined up, and we're just slowly starting to release them over the next couple of weeks. Well, that's awesome. And also, you know, you got you got a Facebook on there as well, which is Facebook.com and it's S U L T E Salt F O R Anchorage uh, as the uh, as the the handle for that as well. So I encourage people if they want to stay up to date as well on some of your content, they can go on to Facebook as well. Well, Randy, I, I truly appreciate you joining with us today. It's been a great conversation. 
Um, hey, hey, I, one more thing is before yeah. we go, Scott, just Randy, do you have any events coming up that we could go to? Cause like, we're really bored. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so every Saturday, eight to 10, I'm at Kaladis and Huffman, just an open table. Come tell me your issues. Uh, we're meeting at Wellspring Saturday, this Saturday, the 29th at 10 30 to go door knocking. But then I have two great events coming up. One is Monday, February 7th at little Dipper diner with uh, Samantha and Dewey Wells. And then mayor Bronson's going to come by as our special guest. And then Tuesday, March 1st, from 6 to 8 p.m., we'll be at the main event with uh, Sarah and Adam Alborn. So we'll, can, we'll have more. Can you do me a, a big favor and send me those uh, dates? Because I was writing real fast, but I think I missed about half of them. I, I got as far as uh, the Wellspring, and then, uh, then you lost me. Yeah, absolutely. I'll send those to you. Yeah, I'll get them on the calendar for uh, the, the newsletter. That'd be fun. Thank you. That's awesome. much appreciated. Awesome. Well, Randy, like I said, it's been a, it's been an honor to talk with you and I'm excited. And I love the fact that you're representing the conservative side in District six. I think that's going to be a you're, you're a great representation uh, for that district. And I um, again, maybe we'll have you if you have some time, we can get you on again before uh, before they send out the ballots and we can kind of talk a little bit more, maybe uh, get some last dates on, on when people can meet with you and talk with you. But uh, thank you so much for joining with us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, we have a real chance to make a difference in Anchorage this year. Let's take it. That's right. That's right. Randy, along with Stephanie Taylor in District 5, um, Kathy Hensley in District 4, as well as um, Kevin Cross in District 2, we've talked to as well. These are all true conservative candidates. They're good people. They're hardworking. They're Alaskans. And uh, I think as Randy was talking about the reason to have his plain in there for balance i think that is what we need on the assembly more than anything else is good balance well suzanne it has been a pleasure thank you for coming on today and joining with me it's always great to uh, to share the show with you scott you are an amazing host thanks so much well thank you and guys listen we appreciate all of you listeners readers and supporters of course must read alaska would not be what it is without you and of course your donations make all of this happen. So if you want to go to uh, mustreadalaska.com, I'd recommend that to get all of the great content, the editorial content we're putting out there. Suzanne does a phenomenal job of keeping you Alaskans up to date and giving you a full, well-rounded view and particularly the conservative view of the news here in Alaska as we fight against the big-time mainstream media and the legacy newspaper media that only want to give you a specific narrative. And, and for us, it's all about you guys. Your support helps us continue to do that. So if you want to just give us just any sort of support, anything monetarily, that'd be greatly appreciated. Go to mustreadalaska.com, top right-hand corner, you'll see the donation button. And like I said, every little bit counts. But also you can follow us on Facebook or YouTube using the handle at the end of the URL as mustreadalaska, one word. But we're also on Parler, MeWe, Twitter, Rumble. I mean, we're on everything here. And those are the same handles, mustreadalaska, all one word. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining with me today. I appreciate Randy taking the time. And of course, I love working with our fearless leader, Suzanne Downing. So until tomorrow, take care, Alaska. Alaska.